Hey there, welcome to the Spliff Podcast. This is episode 21, and I'm Bo Nellis. We are going to talk about some weed etiquette and uh, a brand and friend, uh, Soothing Sue. But first, we're going to start with stoner moments. So a couple things I want to get to in the last episode, I believe I referred to a company called Nuvalex. And since I became familiar with that company and in researching them, uh, where they're at now, it turns out that they actually changed their name a while ago to Pharmacite, which I think I remembered finding out, but I like the name Nuvalex so much more. So I think I just keep forgetting that they are now called Pharmacite. But if you want to know more about the cancer research with cannabinoids that they are doing, uh, you want to go to Pharmacite.com, which is in the episode 20 podcast links on the blog at thespliffpodcast.com. Another thing that I want to touch on from episode 18, actually, when I talked about the poker in the safety meeting, uh, I referred to a friend who introduced it to me. And I actually want to give that friend some props, girl, Mary, my girl. She has made many for me and she's down to make them for anybody. If you just give her a wire hanger and uh, some pliers and a wire cutter, she will fashion you the best poker of your life. And I, I didn't... I was, I don't know. I, I, I totally dropped the ball on that one. I didn't give her the props like you needed to. So Mary, girl, thank you. And then uh, this isn't anything necessarily pertaining to any specific one, but I did go over uh, how to smoke weed and making sure that you get all of the appropriate points of the fire triangle when you're trying to light your bowl. And one of the things I mentioned was making sure you get enough oxygen Uh, Because sometimes a lot of beginners will pack their bowl too tightly. But a weird thing happened to me the other day where I just dropped some nugs in to my bong bowl and I tried to light it and the flame just went straight down into the hole of the bowl and the flower didn't catch at all. So make sure that you don't have too much oxygen either if that becomes a problem for you, if you can't get a hit Make sure that the bud is actually over the hole in the bowl, uh, but not cramped all up in there that you don't get any flow of oxygen between them. All right, just wanted to say that. All right, that wraps up my stoner moments. Uh, It's been a hell of a week. I have been crazy busy. I have been getting shit done. I put a search bar on the website. If you didn't notice, I was like, how am I going to organize all of these podcasts now that there are so many? And uh, finally figured out how to do the search bar. So that's on there if you're looking for a specific topic. Hopefully it'll be easier for you to find. Um, I got to do a little local activism, which I'll talk a little bit more about in the interview. And all kinds of things. I got some improv stuff coming up. Like I had mentioned singing lessons. And I don't know, a lot of kundalini. Oh my goodness. I did like a two and a half hour workshop just on the spine. That was exhausting on top of like baby showers and trivia. And uh, so this week I have been really just procrastinating everything (laughs) and kind of relaxing and made it a little hard to get this done, to be honest. But here I am and having an interview with Sue was no problem at all. She comes over and we talk and have a great time. The hard part was actually remembering to 
start recording and then having some sort of form to our discussion, which is totally new to us. Um, but we, we, we work our way into it. Well, I got to say, I work my way into it. I think Sue, Sue is just her comfortable self the whole time anyway. Uh, but before I invite you into our session, I know that there are a lot of people out there who might be new to especially the social aspects of smoking weed. So we're going to talk about some weed etiquette or weed etiquette, if you want to just condense it and light it all like that. And the most important thing to remember about weed etiquette is, okay, there are two things. One, just be cool. Just be a mensch. Just be cool. If you have a question, ask. If somebody asks a question, don't be a dick. Um, But the other thing is that it really changes based on access. What kind of access people have. And access changes by geography and a lot of times class. So, you know, who you know. If you know a dealer, chances are you have a lot easier time packing the bowls than somebody who is more often dry than they are not. So, uh, yeah, we're just going to talk about a couple different things. But remember, everybody's different. Everybody's had different circumstances. And just be open to learning about those different circumstances. One of the biggest things that I want to talk about, though, in this new access world is that if someone declines to smoke your weed, be cool about it. Like, it's a brave new world, bitches. And I say bitches with love if you're not used to that. You, you know, you guys are my girls, even if you're my guys, like, you're my squad. So if you take offense to it when I say that, please don't. But in this world of medicinal marijuana, if somebody knows that smoking indica is wrong for them, and maybe you don't know what you're smoking, or maybe you do, and you think it's the dankest shit ever, and they have to say no to it, Just be cool about it because they really are working on something and they can't mix that medication with the recreation. And I know I've heard some people bitch about the fact that people aren't smoking their weed and I'm like, more for you, man. Just chill. So try and be cool about that. All right. You really can't take it personally when somebody's making a choice for their own self got nothing to do with the dankness of your weed. I promise. All right, moving on to problems in places that aren't always as fortunate as we. Uh, Passing to the left. Yeah, that's a good way to start it. If you are starting off a circle or any sort of rotation where you're passing any any kind of utensil around, then try and pass it to the left, but that's not a hard and fast rule, all right? The duchy is a pan, it's not a joint, so passing to the left is good advice to start off with, but if you find yourself passing to the right because things in life happen, it's cool, it's cool. Just remember that it's passing to the right. Don't get so stoned that, uh, you know, you you forget these things. Uh, Speaking of not getting too stoned, uh, that you don't pass it. That's called camping or microphoning or bogarting or hogging. Don't do those things. It's when you just, you hit it. And especially if you're telling a story and you never pass it, you'll hear me refer to bogarting in the interview. And that's a little bit of what I was doing. I'm pretty on top of it. I, uh, I'm kind of a, 
a circle referee, uh, so to speak. But I mean, I will call you on it if you are the type of person who is camping, you know, camping being a reference to the fact that you're telling stories in front of the fire, the fire being the goddamn bowl you're not passing. Uh, anyway, microphone, I think, is a little bit more explanatory. And then Bogarting has a fantastic definition on Urban Dictionary about how Humphrey Bogart would always hold a cigarette, but he never seemed to drag on the cigarette. And uh, and uh, it's just, it's beautiful. I recommend that you go and read it, and I'm sure that I will link to it in the blog for you. So don't, don't, don't Bogart it, all right? And that brings me to another kind of hard but not totally solidified rule is puff puff pass this is one where accessibility really comes into play how many times you can actually hit a pipe before you pass it to the next person now in places like california where access has always been pretty easy for the most part Puff Puff Pass is absolutely something that you can usually do without too much worry, especially if nobody has made the availability of the stash an issue up until that point. So take a hit. If it's still cherried, maybe take another puff on it after you've exhaled, uh, but then make sure that you pass it before you, you know, or as you're exhaling that hit. If you want to hold it in, Pass it while you're holding in. Don't hold it in and hold the bowl. That's that's a dick. That's bogarting, all right? Hit it and quit it. Puff, puff, pass. You know, but maybe you're not hitting a joint. Maybe you're not hitting a bowl, uh, a pipe, that is. Maybe you're actually hitting a bong. And maybe somebody hands you a bong and you're like, I could smoke all that weed in one toke. Is that all for me? Or am I supposed to hand this off to somebody afterwards so that's the the snapper passer dilemma and if you aren't sure if it's a snapper that is a personal toke just for you that uh, you can hit in one or take a couple times to finish or if it's a passer that is something that you're gonna hit and then you're gonna share with other people ask just ask be like hey is this a snapper or a passer and now you know how to say it. Like, you're, you totally have known how to say it the whole time, all right? Here to help you guys. You know, I, I've i heard so many stories of friends in California who have gone to the East Coast and somebody packs a bowl and then they they pass it to them and they're the first hit and then the bowl is gone and they pass it back thinking that the person who packed it the first time is just going to pack another bowl for the next person. And they're like, oh, that was all the weed. And the person who smoked all the weed, who's used to smoking all the weed, feels like a total dick. All right. Uh, and I'm trying to help avoid those kind of scenarios. Just so you know. And again, if you pack somebody a personal and they can't smoke the whole thing, make it smaller. If they... Some people I know will be like, can I save some of it for later? And I don't think that's a terrible question to ask. If you were intending on allowing that person to smoke all of that weed there with you, I see no reason why they can't at least smoke some of it later by themselves if they're a really big lightweight. 
that's just my view. Other people will be like, I kind of packed up for you to drink here. It's kind of like taking a bottle of beer home from the party. Uh, Yeah, it's, it's a different thing. So again, just ask. If this is your first time with this particular piece and you aren't sure how to use it, you don't know if there's a carb or a pull carb, uh, something like that, then go ahead and ask that too. You know, learn the piece, and especially if you're smoking off a bong, clear the chamber. The chamber is that big, long piece that you're putting your mouth against in order to inhale smoke through the water. When you leave smoke in that chamber, it goes stale really, really fast. It it becomes oxygenated and it changes and it, it becomes really, really harsh in your lungs. But you've left it there for the next person to have to hit. So either smoke that all the way through or take really small hits so that it's easier for you to do that initially, all right? It, there's nothing wrong with taking small hits making sure that just because you don't see the smoke all the way to your mouth, trust me, when you hit that carb, the smoke is going to jump into your mouth. So clear the chamber. That's kind of a big thing for me, kind of a pet peeve. I didn't start with it though. I restrained myself and I put it in an appropriate place. Very good to me. I'm very proud of myself. It seems as though Elephant Neighbor has come home from her day job. You may have noticed I haven't been complaining about her lately. She got a day job, and that's been really great, except for when I procrastinate, and apparently don't start recording until she gets home. Oh, well. Uh, Moving on. If you aren't packing the bowl, be grateful. All right, contribute when and what you can. Some people are like, oh, if you borrow somebody's piece, always return it with weed in it. You know what? Not everybody does that. Chances are if you're borrowing a pipe, it's because you don't have a lot of weed because you don't buy a lot of weed and you probably don't smoke a lot of weed. If you're the kind of person who maybe just broke your last piece and needed to borrow something in the interim, yeah, chances are you are the kind of person who will return a piece that you borrowed with something in it, but... That's not a hard, fast rule for everybody. If you are getting the first hit and you are passing it, if it's in a pipe or it's a passer in a bong, you want to not torch the whole thing right off the the top, all right? So it's called greens because when you pack a bowl of fine cannabis flour, it is a beautiful green color of many varieties, depending And you know what? That's really where a lot of its flavor is. Now, especially if you're using a butane lighter, you want to try and make sure that everybody has a chance to hit that flavor just as nicely as you do. And that's called cornering it. You only try and hit part of the bowl with your flame. And that's a lot easier to do if you have hemp wick, honestly, uh, and not a butane lighter or a crack torch as it is, which are those cheaper lighters that have huge flames on them uh, and are really great for smoking crack, I guess. That's the word on the street. Now, maybe you're not the first one to hit it. Maybe you're the last one to hit it or next to the last one to hit it. If the bowl is almost done, if you can kind of taste that resiny bit or if you know that it just isn't as flavorful, then you probably take in one of the last hits. And the nice thing to do is to warn the next person who's about to hit it 
that it's almost ass or that it's almost cashed, meaning cashed in, like you've you've cashed in your bowl already, or as if you have cashed in a bond. Crap, she's cleaning. Might have to be some breaks in here, you guys. Sorry. Luckily, you guys don't have to be around to hear all of it, thanks to the power of editing. All right, so make sure you warn somebody before you hand them what might be a cashed bowl, might be the last hit. Get to know the resin flavors, trust me. The more you use it, the more familiar you'll become with them. Uh, and then a couple other things I want to touch on before we move in. Uh, if you're sick, use your own piece and don't don't share. Don't join the circle. Just be honest. If if you can't, if you shouldn't be using the pipe, don't hit the pipe. If you are using your own piece and you don't want to share because you're sick, just be like, I'm sorry, I'm sick. I I brought my piece so that I could smoke it myself. And, and that's it. I mean, you got to be real and you have to let people have their own medicine. So that's the key to weed etiquette. Be cool, honey bunny. Be cool. Without further ado, here's my interview with Sue. All right. I think it's time to start it. All right. Let's do this. Do you want to smoke a joint each or share a joint and then just smoke two as we move through it? Let's smoke, share, and okay. share the joint as we move through it. Awesome. So, everybody, welcome. This is Soothing Sue of Soothing Sue's. And we are going to talk about her product, Soothing Sue's Lotions and Massage Oils, while we smoke on this joint of Super Dream. Yay! How dreamy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for having me today. It is my pleasure. I should also say that I did take a capsule of your coconut oil earlier in the day, too. So I'm also recre- or medicating with the oil that you could use for massage oil. It's an edible topical, so you can use it for just about anything you can think of. Yes. So, oh, I'm bogarting that. There you are. <laughs> I have four different flavors here in front of me. I'm going to say flavors because some of them have different oils in them and different Essential oils or edible oils? Flavor oils. Okay. Uh, Well, yeah, because they're all edible. Right. Duh. So I see you have tropical teas, blueberry lemonade, uh, and then just the body lotion Mm -hmm. and the Rub Me Right. Are those flavored? No, the Rub Me Right is unflavored. It's organic, gluten-free, vegan, and uh, as natural as you can possibly get. Fantastic. And it's also... 15 megs per teaspoon of THCA. Yes. Which is amazing. And I was telling, yeah, thank you. Because I was telling you a story earlier about how the first time you gave me some soothing soos, I took a capsule full of the coconut oil and was like, this doesn't get me high at all. I don't really know what I'm going to tell her. I don't feel high at all. And then I read it, obviously. And it's at the THCA, and that made a lot more sense. So every so often, I would take a capsule, and just just because I know THC never did no harm to anybody, just to kind of do it. But I never really felt any effects until recently. 
when this weekend, after a whole lot of kundalini and very busy schedule, I was dying and my body was just tired and in pain. And I had lost my bottle against the heater trying to warm it up. And I found it yesterday <laughs> night. <laughs> Yay! I was very worried about that. And um, and so I took a capsule full and I felt so well rested and, and still tired, a little sore, but I could clearly feel myself healing. And then when I took the capsule before you came over just now, I feel even even better. My body feels in even less pain and just I'm constantly amazed by the power of THCA, the acidic form of THC on its ability to heal pain. Do you have any experiences as Soothing Sue with other patients who have had incredible pain relief with this as a non-decarboxylated product? Absolutely. In the acidic form, it provides great relief from inflammation, um, all types of different pain relief. So we have had great success with uh, rheumatoid arthritis patients, um, muscle strains and pulls, stomach problems, because it is an edible topical. Uh, you can also ingest it, you know, as you were mentioning. And uh, for patients with IBS and Crohn's, they find that they're able to uh, have a much more normal diet with a lot less pain and that their bodies are going to absorb more of the healthy nutrients from their food. Nice. Nice. Um, yeah, I definitely used it topically last night too on uh, a part in my back that was especially tender. And I have to say it's still tender. Even the concentrate that I had there uh, didn't totally get rid of it. So I think I just, I opened up something and I just need to let it continue to heal. But I also took a bath yesterday with some coconut oil and I just used the shake that I make the capsules with. Um, I, I strain it out and then I use that with some cheesecloth and tie it off and throw it into the bathtub. And I can't wait to use your oils next time instead. <laughs> oh, medicated Sue's bath is incredible. I recommend a joint and a glass of wine to go with it if you're so inclined. Nice. And you will melt into bed. Yeah. Probably pass on the wine, but I will definitely be doing the joint. <laughs> uh, you also said that you can pour them over ice cream which mm-hmm. I'm really excited to do. That's I was trying that's when I lost it, I was looking for it to warm it up so I could put it on some <laughs> ice cream and I haven't done that yet. So, uh, there will be follow-up for people who are interested. I will let you guys know how that goes. It also makes the best pancakes. She's talking about the Bliss and yes. uh, that's the flavored one. That's the one I'm going to use for more of my desserts. Um, you know, things like pancakes in the morning are really good with it. Oh, right. Um, You're known for your chocolate fondue specifically. Yes. Chocolate fondue made with the bliss is wonderful. You can dip it or pour it onto anything you can think of. Um, I like it over pineapple. It's very nice. good. Nice. Um, yeah. So you have a lot of options with it. When I cook with the rub me right, I'm going more for my main dishes. Um, our quesadillas and guacamole are absolutely incredible it's one of my favorites um saute some green onions in the rub me right strain it out Mm. use the onions inside and outside your quesadilla Mm. um also sprinkle some cheese on the outside of the quesadilla so it crisps into it and uh, cook it up in a little bit of the oil you strained out nice and about the extra oil and the cheese too it just Mm -hmm. helps all of it absolutely yeah nice crispy yummy quesadilla Mm. and then put some of the uh, onion infused oil into the guacamole as well 
and uh, you have medicated quesadilla and guacamole. Oh my god, that sounds amazing. Okay, so now uh, if I put it in a guacamole, it's going to be the THCA, whereas the quesadilla, it will have decarboxylated, and that's going to get me high because it's THC, right? Actually, because you sautéed your onions in it first, uh-huh. everything is decarboxylized. Right, right. That's right. That's right. You can choose if you don't want to uh, decarboxylize it just to warm it up to the point of being liquid, <clears throat> excuse me, and then add it to your guacamole or... With the bliss, I like to add it to a fruit salad. It's uh, especially the tropical version is very, very good on a fruit salad. Nice. Um, so there's a lot of options for ingesting it in the raw form as well, because your body's going to really respond well to it for chronic pain relief. Are these samples? Are they open? open They are not, but you can open them because they will be samples. Yes. Okay, cool. I just really want to open the Tropical Teas one because I have a blueberry lemonade. Oh, that's another thing, too. You're officially my first sponsor. Thank you. Yes, right? So I do want to say that you are my friend, and I have to say I have avoided really mentioning your product because you are my friend and because I didn't know so much about it um, earlier on, I, I didn't want to talk to it. I felt like it would be favoritism, but I'm really excited that I get to mm-hmm. now as a sponsor and just because I know more about your product and I have really great things to say about Thank it you. on a personal level. So uh, I'm really excited about that. And I have the blueberry lemonade, which smells so good and i can't wait to make the blueberry pancakes with it i haven't been i haven't been trying to eat pancakes lately which is <laughs> honestly the problem um but i did have some ice cream and vanilla at that which i don't normally do so i was excited to try that mm-hmm. and i am i am still gonna get to that all right nice the tropical teas it's got a little coconut smell mm-hmm. a little pineapple little mm-hmm. passion fruit maybe. peach mango uh pineapple oh. and coconut are blended together oh. For your uh, tasting pleasure. All right. I don't normally like the taste of coconut, but I love the smell of it. So mm-hmm. this would be like my massage oil for show. Take a bath with that one too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Thank you for letting me open that. Oh, you're welcome. Okay. So I did send you some questions too, and mm-hmm. I want to get to that. Uh, and I'm going to talk to you for, so our listeners know, I'm going to talk to you as a person in the industry trying to, to do this in the state of California, unregulated. Um, and then I also want to talk to you about it as a patient. And I'm sure some of it's going to bleed into the other, like question number one, which is what prompted you to make soothing suits? <laughs> um, I was uh, off work at the time and uh, a little bit bored and like to give my friends massages and thought it would be neat to combine my love of cannabis with my love for giving healing massages uh, and put the two together. A friend of mine, you know, had made butter before and knew the basic steps. And so we took it from there and, uh, Next thing you know, I'm making this oil and it started as this experiment in uh, in our kitchen and it turned into a full-fledged thing and people were loving it. So That's amazing. Yeah. And I don't know why I'm podcasting right now instead of having you give me a massage. <laughs> <laughs> you need one of those I soothing Sue's massages. That is one of the 
best experiences in life is getting massaged. And I'm not going to lie. Every time I go get a massage, Mm -hmm. I want to talk to them about using medicated oil, especially because I've had a masseuse who would use coconut oil Mm -hmm. uh, or a coconut oil blend. And and I just haven't found the right one yet. Well, And as a massage therapist, this would be so healing to their hands Uh, as well. I, I can't, oh, I mean, just from the bath, I know. And when you really release those deep tissue, mm-hmm. like, issues. Oh yeah, just have somebody there to drive you home. Right? <laughs> I know. I'm like, and you need to be closer and come visit and we're going to do this. Okay, moving on to question number two. Uh, and and uh, that's a brilliant answer for number one. I love when people combine Thank the you. things they love. That's one of the things I'm doing. <laughs> What's your biggest challenge in the industry? Uh, I would have to say it's the uncertainty. Um, You never know from day to day if you're going to be there, if your clients are going to be there. You know, even as of yesterday, I found out three more shops uh, had gotten raided. Right. You were saying that. uh, Yeah. You know, it's, it's tough when these are people that you're friends with and you work with and you all are working for the same goal of trying to make people feel better. Mm-hmm. You know, that in California, a state that should be leading this, you know, we were the first ones to initiate this program and, and we're so far behind. So far behind. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the shops that shut down because we talked mm-hmm. about it a little bit earlier. Uh, and and I had asked <clears throat> if they were Prop D compliant, uh, but they're not even in that area. Actually, right. they're in different areas. And uh, I was just at the city council last night in my county, not my city, but a city within my county, arguing against the prohibition of personal cultivation, which just blows my mind that these counties can actually even prohibit a voter-granted state right. Uh, but the lower courts have upheld it, apparently. I need to find out more about that. And uh, and so what's going on with this area where these places are shutting down? Um, you know, a lot of the cities have been very reactionary to the new legislation that went through and uh, banned cultivation outright. They've banned dispensaries. They've even gone so far as to ban delivery services. So patients, you know, really are having their rights taken away from them left and right. Right. The fact all of these cities were arguing that they wanted state regulation they didn't want to do anything until the state's regulated and now Mm -hmm. that the state is actually getting regulation going they are jumping around completely paranoid like someone came up from behind them and said boo and trying to like you said reactionarily prohibit everything and it blows my mind (laughs) okay let's move on to question number three uh what would you like to see for your company in the future I'd love to see growth into other states. We need legalization to happen nationwide so that we can grow just like any other business has the opportunity to grow. You know, we're one of the few industries where it is so regulated by state, by city, you know, by county that it makes it very difficult to grow into a thriving business. And uh, I'd like to see the mom and pops have a chance to get there before big industry comes in. I agree with you. Yeah, I know the, the whole mom and pop aspect of this, the fact that anybody can get into it right now, the fact that there are companies like yours that are doing this for the love, for the patients, and and making sure that 
like you said, you guys get a chance to actually succeed at this and in a lack of regulation, especially on a federal level with the intercommerce is it's just too much of a gamble at mm-hmm. this point to, to try and venture at, at your level at all. And a lack of banking. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. The I, banking regulations, mm-hmm. you know, get me every time. It's 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 so frustrating. You know, you want to be a business that pays its taxes, that does everything it needs to do, and they won't take your money. Yeah. Well, I can see, too, probably with this this whole, in the state of California, counties and cities banning even personal cultivation, it's going to become really reliant on those few that allow commercial mm-hmm. cultivation to supply anybody. Yes. And, and that's going to become a real issue because I know in Santa Cruz, you have a little bit of experience with them wanting to ban inner county uh commerce mm-hmm. uh because their their surrounding counties were afraid of things like that so even beyond a, a nationwide level it's it's on a local level that it's just stonewalling everything yes and we <sighs> need people to you know raise their voices and say this is not right we want access that we were guaranteed to have exactly exactly and and unfortunately the people that it's hardest for uh, because I know there are a lot of people in sectors of industry that just can't make that claim publicly. You know, at, at the city council last night, it was near packed. Uh, some of us were standing mostly because we just didn't want to be inconvenienced to have to get around people who were already sitting, but uh, the city council still barely heard those who were there. Mm-hmm. And, and so really making the effort of a small sector that can that can be public and already looks like riffraff it needs to be bigger than that it needs to be the people who don't look like they should be there for weed Mm -hmm. and a lot of them and you know in my experience with the uh, council meetings that we've been to and uh, the county board meetings that actually has been the case there have been a lot of doctors speaking up there have been wonderful yeah people wanting you know, who live and work in the county and who do a lot of research offering to create facilities, you know, and this is on county record in in Santa Cruz to uh, create facilities for research and to come in and bring their medical knowledge, their expertise to find out what can, what this amazing plant can do. Exactly. A chance to be progressive and bring Mm -hmm. a billions of dollars industry into your area. It's, I don't understand why more people aren't doing it. Okay, but I know you're pressed for time, and I want to get through this. Um, we're going to move on to patient questions, because mm-hmm. uh, I want to help people better understand how to use it for themselves, and I can't medicate for everything, thank God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but so as a patient, for what do you medicate or recreate? A few different things. Um you know, I medicate a lot to help manage stress. It takes that burden off of your shoulders. You know, it, it really is the best anti-anxiety uh, medication that I've found. <laughs> I agree. Um, you know, anything that can bring more beauty into the world is going to make your day better and therefore lighten your anxiety. And that's what it does for me. Um, it also, you know really unlocks my creativity. So if I need to brainstorm something and and really think about things in a different way, it helps to open up those parts of the brain. 
Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Now, along those lines, how do you medicate? Do you like to smoke? Do you like to eat it? Do you vape? I tend to smoke. Um, once in a while, I'll enjoy a nice dab, but I'm, you know, an old-fashioned. I like my pipe and my bowl. Um, I have gotten into edibles recently and to have found that, you know, when they're dosed properly, it can be a very, very enjoyable, creative high. And still function. Um, I think oftentimes edibles are overconsumed, and uh, people tend to take too many of them and get into a couch lock and sleep. You know, yeah. but if you're taking it in micro doses, you know you can really tap into uh, some good, good thought patterns. It's about finding your dose. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, all right. Cool. Okay. So uh, number two. What's been the biggest aha moment for you? Because being in the industry, uh, you know, being an advocate for political change, uh, learning all of the amazing things about cannabis, what was kind of the moment where you knew your life had changed? I think when I discovered the endocannabinoid system and uh, realized how much this really was designed for humans for animals there are so many pets being helped with cannabis now um you know learning how it interacts with our body really opened my mind to okay this is what i'm supposed to do and this is what we're supposed to do i believe that we are systematically deprived of a nutrient that our body needs and just like any other nutrient that we need it is going to have a direct effect on how we feel on what our, you know, bodies are capable of doing. And, you know, just like you're feeling when ingesting the, the capsules, you know, you feel the change in your body because you're keeping it at that baseline it needs to be at mm-hmm. and giving it what it's been missing. Creating the homeostasis. Exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. I love it. That was, that was. A big moment for me too. That was that was the clincher for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I think CBD was my first aha moment. And then the <laughs> endo kind of was like, "Wait, you think this shit I thought was wrong the whole time was actually <laughs> totally right? Except mm-hmm. for you prevented me from doing it properly." Oh yes. hell no! All right, okay. So last question number three: What would help make access easier for you as a patient? As a patient, you know, you tend to find that the shops are uh or the dispensaries that we get it from are all grouped in specific areas and a lot of times you have to drive quite a ways to find that one little town that's going to allow them or that's at least not shutting them down um you know if these towns were to change the regulations and allow at least a couple of shops per town i think that it would really allow for local medicine, um, you know, for getting to know your community and, uh, make access much, much easier. Mm-hmm. And local revenues. I agree. Yes. It builds community mm-hmm. and makes money. Uh, they're really just fighting it. I, when I wrote the city council this morning after their decision, which was three to two in favor of prohibition, but I think there's, they moved the vote to a later date. Uh, I told them that ostrich, ostrich gang, is not the way to go about it. Right. Ostriching. You know what I mean? Being like an ostrich, it was a lot easier to write than it was to say. Right. <laughs> um, okay. 
you so much, Sue. Oh, it was fun. Thank Yay. you. This was a pleasure. Uh, so I want to give you an opportunity to do any plugs for your product, for 311, for... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Huge 311 fan. You know, where can people uh, find this? Uh, I'm sorry for those people who aren't in California, as you might have guessed. It's only going to be in California. But for those people who are in California, where can mm-hmm. you find it? Um, you know, I would say check our website at uh, soothingsue.com for a list of local shops. If there's not one nearby... Uh, the Goddess Delivers uh, will send it anywhere within the state of California. So yeah. they do a great job of getting it to places that we may not be in yet. Um, you know, and if anybody out there has a favorite shop that they want us to be in, please tell your shop about it and uh, shoot me an email, sue at soothingsue.com, and yeah. I'd be happy to uh, follow up on that and go talk to them. That reminds me, are you at the higher path? We're not. Oh, well, then I will let the higher path Thank go. you. Thank you. You know, <laughs> word of them, mouth means right? so much in this industry. And patients asking for this is what has actually, you know, gotten quite a few shops to uh, to come on board because they see that they want it. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it definitely helps. Yeah, they're cool. They got the hemp light in after I nice. showed them mine too. So nice. they have so much and they're really Very trustworthy, cool. like the CBD uh okay so and you're on instagram right we're on instagram soothing sue check out uh, also creme de canna extracts right yeah for some tasty tasty goodness right i did plug them uh as well on the instagrams thank you Uh, and they had an amazing afghani green crack mix that can't Mm. dab afghani goddess yes afghani goddess nice Uh, and it's not, it's not a hybrid. It's a mix that they mm-hmm. blasted into a shatter and it's so good that I can't dab it before I do the podcast <laughs> because I won't be able to keep two sentences together, which is why the endocannabinoid one in the first time didn't work out so well. Uh, <laughs> you know, that Afghani goddess actually convinced me to get my first dab rig. Really? Yes. It is that taste. That so is... Good. How lovely that particular one was. I love it so much. All right. Let's see. I want to make sure we got everything. Uh, People know how to find you. People know how to get your product. Mm -hmm. People know how amazing you are now. And I'm really happy to have shared you. And you touched on the 311 community. I would like to uh, just add a note in there of thanks and just ultimate gratitude towards that 311 community who has really supported me from the very beginning of this and uh, been a driving force in my life if i didn't have my community there i don't think i'd be doing this oh i'm gonna tear i have goosebumps and stuff right now i love it i'm not a huge 311 person i'm a mez head myself but people who love bands mm-hmm. that are that love people are my favorite people <laughs> <So>. <laughs> i dig it all right thank you so much sue thank and you that's it for now Well, I hope you enjoyed that just as much as I enjoyed interviewing Sue. I certainly learned a lot in the interview process. Uh, I was way more stiff than I thought I was going to be, way more nervous than I thought I was going to be. Sue was perfect. She was just her wonderful self, of course. Uh, But you got to start somewhere, right? And I was really happy to be able to invite her into my living room and have this interview with me. And now I'm just going to kind of clarify some things. So I did mention that she did become a sponsor of the podcast, and I want to let you guys know what that means. I mean, she kicked me down with some product from Soothing Sue's and from Creme de Canna, and uh, 
I kind of pimped them out on Instagram. And that was our deal. So I was really excited. She also ended up kicking me down all the bottles that we had talked about in the interview, which is amazing because it gives me an opportunity to really play with them more and and actually give you guys a way better review and a better understanding of her products myself. Um, Because the last time she gave one to me, I just ended up giving it away to somebody who really needed it. And I gave them the whole bottle and I've already given some of the ones that she gave me away. (laughs) But uh, I know to give less of them in smaller bottles now because I still want to use them very much too. Whereas before, I think I was focusing more on my own coconut oil. And the difference between those two things, my own coconut oil, it's it's a lot darker. I use the soy lecithin, so that makes it a lot darker. Uh, it's decarboxylated already, so I make a THC-rich coconut oil, whereas Sue's is a THCA-rich coconut oil. Uh, and then I do use that coconut oil base and I play with it for essential oils. And I haven't played with it with flavored oils before. So it's nice to get to experiment with hers. And like I said, I, I wasn't comfortable mentioning it before. But now we've had a little bit of an agreement. And I really have a better understanding of her products. So I feel better about suggesting them to you. Uh, her coconut oil is nice and clear. Uh, When it's solidified, the massage oils that are flavored, you can see kind of some of the little oil molecules in there. They they get nice little oil blobs. But when it's all warmed up, uh, the only dark bits are from the coconut oil themselves. It's natural particulates in pressed coconut oil. One of the issues I had initially with uh, her products was that there wasn't enough information on the labels for me to really understand its versatility. Uh, like I said, I took some and I didn't understand that it was THCA and not THC. So I expected to get high and I didn't. And she's coming out with new labels. One of the bottles she gave me has a new label and it's so much clearer how to use the product as an edible, which is something I was more interested in than necessarily using it as a topical. And since then, I've become really interested in using it as a topical now that I know a little bit more about how THCA can work with me for pain. And that's really true what I said about my body pain being alleviated significantly with THCA. So the next time I have a really great workout and I'm feeling kind of, uh, sore from it, excessively sore, you know, where you like have a hard time like sitting down sore, uh, I'm definitely going to try the THCA and hopefully report back to you. Uh, But this review that I'm giving to you in our safety meeting right now, this is on the up and up. This isn't sponsored content necessarily outside of the fact that she gave me the products. Uh, So I hope you take it at face value And yeah, I'm totally going to pimp my friend, Uh, but because I really like her products. Since our interview yesterday, I did have the ice cream with the uh, massage oil on top of it, and it was different. It was used really different for me. One vanilla ice cream is not usually my thing unless it's covered in fudge or chocolate sauce or fudge and chocolate sauce and a lot of other stuff. Um, 
So having it with a coconut oil that became a hard shell and the blueberry lemonade flavors was, it was different for me. I'm not going to lie. I don't really do the chocolate hard shell stuff either. So just texturally, it was weird to me, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. It was just different. So I had it again this morning after looking in my fridge and realizing I had bought these blueberries. Hello. So today I tried it with the blueberry lemonade massage oil and I put fresh blueberries in it and that really brought the flavor level and the texture combination to somewhere that was actually really, really pleasant. And, uh, and yeah, I didn't, I had, I don't feel high at all. I, uh, I've been smoking a lot of bong loads and so I got high that way, but edible wise, I don't, I don't feel high, but I don't really feel great either. I wasn't in pain today. I don't feel anything. That's not going to stop me from continuing to include it in my diet any way that I can, though. I'm, I'm really excited to have something really flexible like that in its acidic form since cold pressing isn't really something I like to do. I really just like to decarboxylate and then use it that way as the THC form. Now, we talked about the massage oils, the two different flavored ones, and then we talked about, uh, let's see here, the Rub Me Right massage oil, which is basically just a cannabis-infused coconut oil, but because it's cold-pressed, it's uh, super legit. You know, it's uh, it doesn't look dirty. It doesn't smell overtly of cannabis. To me, at least, it just smells like coconut oil. But when you put it on your skin and maybe start rubbing it, I'm sure if you're sensitive to the smells of cannabis, you could probably smell it. I put some on my skin and it was actually for coconut oil. It went in really, really nicely. Like I read the ingredients and it just says coconut oil and cannabis oil, but it feels more like, I don't know, like a blend of something. Um, it took a little, a little bit to soak all the way in, but I don't want you to get the wrong idea. It wasn't greasy. I felt fine using my phone uh, while I was allowing it to soak in. I just noticed that it was on my skin and it probably took like, I don't know, 15 minutes before I noticed it was fully, uh, before I noticed it had fully uh, soaked in. Um, but yeah, again, I wasn't in pain. I noticed a little bit better of a stretch in my tendons, maybe. I think THCA might play a lot in, in my flexibility. Uh I'm, I'm really excited to check some of that out. Uh, and then there was another product. This is the one that I already had to share with a friend. If you're worried about um, the massage oils at all smelling like cannabis and you need to be very covert, she does make a non-edible one that's just marketed as the body lotion. And it says, medicated to melt your stress and tension away. And so I gave it to a friend to give to a friend who needed something just for anxiety. And she's not opposed to smoking, but that's not, that's really not something she wants to be doing all the time. She needs something that she can actually use for work. And she needs something that's really covert. And apparently this body lotion that Sue makes has a sandalwood and vanilla essential oil 
and all these other things. There's a whole bunch of stuff on here that I probably can't even pronounce properly. So I'll probably just take a picture and post it to the Instagram if you want to check that out. It'll also pop up on the Facebook and Twitter at the Spliff Podcast or at Spliff Podcast if you aren't already following, liking, and finding me there. You can message me too. Let's hang out. Sometimes I'm on, you know, especially when I'm trying to procrastinate doing all of this podcasting stuff. Um, but anyway, going back to the body lotion, it smells divine. It's really, really nice. It smells really classy uh, and and not at all like baby lotion with the vanilla or over vanilla-y or over hippie-y with the sandalwood. It's actually really, really delicate. And I can't smell any cannabis smell at all. I'm still waiting to hear back from the friend of a friend to see how that goes. And when I did use it on my neck, my neck's been a little tense lately. Uh, I'm working some stuff out of it. It'll be that way for a while, I'm sure. But when I did use it on my neck, it did make me a little sleepy uh, after a while. It really overly relaxed me. And I can't wait to use it in the bath. If I'm going to use one in the bath, this is going to be it. I can't wait. So there'll be more reviews on that too. Uh, And after we turn the microphone off, I have to say that Sue and I had so much else to talk about. We had talked about so much beforehand. I do want her back on the show. I do want to kind of pimp her out and understand her products better. She, with her exposure uh, to patients and the industry, And just as the proprietor of this product really understands coconut oil and how to mix it into your day a lot more than I do. And she can bring a lot of things to the table. Uh, One of the first things that we talked about was using it as a sunscreen, uh, using it in sex play. Uh, We were talking further about San Jose regulations, you know, and, and I just can't wait to bring more of her perspective to the table. So I hope you enjoyed it. Feel free to let me know. Again, you can hit me up on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Mass Roots. You can find me on SoundCloud. You can call me at 209-86-SPLIFF. That's 209-867-7543. I try to make it pretty easy to remember. So 209-867-7543. And uh, yeah, anywhere that you find podcasts, you can listen. So if you're not on your preferred platform, then go ahead and do a search for the Spliff Podcast on whatever platform you prefer. And I'll probably pop up. If I don't, let me know because I want to get on there. I want to say a big thank you to Kevin McCloud for providing the music, Slow Burn. That's the jam you hear at the top and bottom. I found that on Free Music Archive. If you've never checked out the Free Music Archives, it's an interesting dig that you could get lost in for hours. So... I definitely recommend that. Next time, we're going to talk about decarboxylation. I know I've touched on it in many other podcasts, but I never really sat down and fully explained it, I feel. And especially after talking about Sue's THCA coconut oils and my THC coconut oils, I really want to spend one session just kind of understanding that and discussing that. So yeah, that'll be next time. This has been a really long podcast. I hope you enjoyed it after a few short podcasts. I don't know how long the next one's going to be. So we'll see you when we get there. Thanks for spliffing it with me. Ciao for now.
hey, just wanted to say real quick, I mentioned that I was on a friend's podcast. Well, it's officially out and you can find it uh, through brianpara.com. There's no time to explain podcast, something like that. Google it. You got this. You're awesome. You know, I'm going to put it on the website too.